Welcome to episode 84 of the Various and Sundry podcast. I am your host, Matt Harmon, joined live from the vault studio on the beautiful campus of Grace College and Theological Seminary by my good friend, my colleague, my co-host, and the man who is more refreshed than ever, John <laughs> Scott Sloat. Signs are up, Doc. How you doing? <laughs> yes, I'm I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. You're fresh off of vacation. Yeah, yeah. Landed on, uh, got back to Indiana on Saturday. So, yeah, just uh, about nine days in Florida. So Okay. Yeah. All right. Right near the heart of the COVID outbreak in Florida as well. Okay. All right. So maybe recording in an enclosed studio with you is yeah. I mean, risky. I mean, I, I don't know how much our listeners want to know about my medical issue. I am vaccinated, so <laughs> hopefully we're all good there. But uh, yeah. but yeah. but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. I, it's clear you're aspiring to be the Ronnie Martin of this podcast. Is is what you're what you're aspiring to to travel that much? Yes. Oh goodness. Uh, I wouldn't. I like traveling. My wife does not like it when I travel, though. So. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, That's, she would prefer to, to go with you, I would assume. Yeah, or to have me home. I think that would be her, <laughs> her, her, her main preference. I see. I mean, somebody's got to keep up with the grass, right? Yeah, somebody's got to watch that grass grow. Yeah. Is that is that going okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're ready for, like, the fall stuff to happen, right? We're ready for, to yeah. aerate to what they call top dress. <laughs> what the Are you familiar heck? with the term top dress? <laughs> no, what is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put, uh, you put dirt or compost over the top um, in aerated holes to introduce organic material to the clay. That way it turns over over time and, and turns into topsoil underneath uh, the ground. It's called top dressing. Okay. Okay. You clearly care far more about grass than I do. But I, I have to grow it from scratch. Like I had to start with – Clay and seed, you know that that was what I started with, and so I have to cultivate. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm doing Genesis two, you know, right here. Yes, yeah, you're 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 basically uh, working and keeping. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, serving your priestly role. Well, if you would like to connect with us, you can find us on different social media platforms. We are on Twitter at V and S Pod. We have an email address, various and sundry podcast at gmail.com. We are on Facebook, various and sundry podcast. And we are available on YouTube as well, various and sundry podcast there also. We would love for you to go to whatever uh, platform you use to access the show to leave us a five star rating and a review. So if you especially if you're using the Apple platform that does help gain visibility for the for the podcast. Yeah, and that, we work the algorithm that way. That's right. Yeah. We are all about manipulating that algorithm there. So Absolutely. Yeah, so join us in our in our crusade to do that. But So we recorded last episode a week early basically. So we're a couple yeah. weeks removed from having a an episode where we're recording. This is on a Monday afternoon. Episode drops tomorrow, so relatively current. So there's been some stuff going on in the world of sports, though the Olympics yeah. just ended yesterday. Tell me about your intake of the Olympics, John. Um, well, it's hard when it's on the other side of the world. Yeah. Because particularly in like the modern age with Twitter and and uh, just even Google News on my phone will tell me who won before it airs. Right. Uh, and so I'm able to see it and stuff like that. So that that can be a bit frustrating. 
Um, I think I'm excited for the next Olympics, the next Summer Olympics, 2024 in Paris. I think that we'll be able yeah. to be a little bit more current uh, with uh, with Paris. But um, yeah, usually it was a couple hours a day, just clicking it on, watching whether it was a basketball game or whether it was. Goodness, I think I watched some synchronized swimming, uh, polo. Uh, I, I, be, I believe it's – is it not called artistic swimming now? I think they – Did they change the name? I, I think they changed the name. OK. And they also have rhythmic gymnastics, which is essentially the land-based version. Of gymnastics? Is uh, that with ribbons? The, the land-based version of um, uh, of synchronized swimming or artistic – because you okay. got people working together. You know, it's, it's oh, synchronized. Oh, I did not see that. So – yeah, I, I think I watched some wrestling, some three-on-three basketball, some track and field. Um, my wife had a had a high school friend who was in the ten thousand meter okay. uh, event, uh, placed tenth. Okay. Um, hey, just making it. Yes, to the Olympics yes, is and, amazing. And her goal, from what I understand, is was to make the top ten. So that was, that was very exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we we watched quite a bit. Good how about know. how about yourself? Did you watch a lot of Olympics? It went in uh, sort of phases. So early on, I was watching some and then, you know, just life circumstances, busyness. But um, yeah, I I was, um, I enjoy the Olympics. I, I think it's one of those realities where you, you come across some sports that you think, this is an Olympic sport? Yeah. Like, for example, race walking. Are you yes. familiar with this? Yes. I, saw, I, I watched a little race walking, riveting. Yeah. Riveting stuff. Yeah. Well, let's just say that I'm in the middle of uh, I was doing something else and I got a text from Nate in Ohio saying, are you watching this race walking? <laughs> uh, no, but sure. I'll throw it on and see see what's going on. And uh, the guy – a guy from Poland won this. Came out of nowhere, you know. So, yeah. Which, you know. But have you ever – like watching them do – Race walking. They really like, get the arms going, right? Yeah, the arms like crazy, and the rule is basically it, it has to be. You always have to be touching the ground. Like one mm-hmm. of your feet has to be touching the ground at all times. So they have these monitors, these these judges that are constantly watching, and they give out warnings if you essentially break into a run or a, or a jog. Hmm. And just fascinating. Uh, to it's just such an awkward motion, you know, because. These guys are pumping their arms and that their feet are, you know, doing the brisk little walk thing. And it's a 50-kilometer race. That's a big race. That's 31 miles. Yeah. That's a big race. And they do it in four hours. Yeah. That's that's crazy. But I think part of the reason that it's uh, interesting to me is the fact that my wife has a – had a cousin. So actually, it was her dad's cousin. So whatever that makes that like second cousin, first cousin once uh, removed. Yeah. I don't understand the, those. I, I, I don't the family I, relationships. I don't or? understand how cousins work beyond just simple first cousins. Once you get into second and third cousins and first cousins once removed, I I, I lose track. I, I, yeah. I don't get it. In any case, this relative of my wife, he made the Olympics in race walking. Really? In like the late 60s, early 70s. Huh. Oh, I thought it was a relatively new sport. No. Okay. No. Hmm. So, um, you know, he, I mean, he he was an Olympic athlete. He finished like 19th or something. But That's not bad. There's a lot of people in those a, races. Yeah. And But race walking. I mean, do you, yeah. do you look at that and go, I think if I worked out a little bit, I could probably be okay at that. 
Like, or do you think it's more complicated than I than you realize? I probably would. No, yeah. I, I, would, I would not go. I want to be good. Um, I think the one Olympic sport I hold on to that I could one day potentially do is curling. That's that's like the one thing that I'm like, boy, if I really got into this and I went to the not that I've ever done it, but gone to the curling gym in Fort Wayne yeah. and and practiced. I th- yeah, maybe. Those games like that, shuffleboard, bocce ball. Yes. I tend to be pretty good. <laughs> but uh, – Well, and there's – I mean when you look at the people involved in curling. They're in their 40s. Yes. And it's not like they are – how shall we put this? Impressive physical specimens. Yeah. They're not playing with their shirt off in, in other words. <laughs> <No>. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're not exactly cut or anything, you know, like jacked up. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the USA did end up winning the medal count, both total medals and gold medals, by one. Yes, over the Chinese China. who yeah. were complaining that on all the American broadcasts they put the total medal count at the top and not the gold medal count at the top. And then we beat them in the gold medal count anyway. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. We, like I, like yeah. I participated hey, somehow. You're an American. Yeah. You're an American. So – uh, and the uh, both the men's and the women's basketball teams did win gold yep. despite some early struggles. Yep. Uh, the the men's team figured it out and uh, and managed to 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 win gold there. So uh, the the NBA draft also happened during our most recent sort of hiatus. Did the, I, did I, the Knicks pick anybody up? I know I know they picked up a couple of guys, I, but know I don't know who. I know I don't I know okay. nothing about it. Well, that makes for a short topic. Yeah. Um, and 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 your Mets, your Mets picked Our, up Javi Baez from yes, the Javi Cubs. Baez. Who's, mean, the, who's hurt, yeah. by the way. I yeah, don't know Cubs, if you saw this. The Cubs basically had a going out of business sale from what I can t- tell. Yes, yes. They got rid of all their big contracts, all their big players. Yeah. Um, I think just about everybody's gone. Uh, and they got a bunch of prospects in return. That's and so gonna, they're trying to rebuild this. Yeah, that's going to make system. Jordan in Indiana sad probably. Uh, that's going to make a few people in Indiana <laughs> sad. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. The, and the Mets since getting him, A, Javi Baez is now hurt. Yeah. And the Mets have lost, I think, seven of nine. So we've, I think we've gone out of first place and I think we might be in last place now in the division. Wow. Like it was that, Ouch. it happened that quick. Ouch. Okay. And, um, we're both excited for the start of football season. Yes, football season's around the corner. Yeah, the uh, the Buckeyes kick off in uh, four weeks from this Thursday, I think. September 2nd is when they kick off. So um, We had our first preseason NFL game. Yeah. Hall of Fame game was this. this did you, did you watch any of it? Nope, nope, nope. I don't even think I realized it was on until a little ways into it and just kind of clicked over uh, but didn't – but didn't see any any names I recognized. Well, I think the big takeaway was uh, Jerry Jones went on the Fox set with Jimmy Johnson. Oh, like they were? Yeah, that, isn't that interesting? Did yeah. you not know this? No. Uh, Did and, they just stare coldly at each other? Well, they famously <laughs> have a terrible relationship, right? Right. right. And uh, I think one of the guys on the Fox set asked asked uh, Jerry Jones, "Will you be putting Jimmy?" In the Ring of Honor, oh, gosh, <laughs> and Jerry very diplomatically goes, "Well, it's hard to, it's hard to see somebody that's accomplished more for the Cowboys, you know, uh, you know." Start, starts speaking wonderfully about him, and then Jimmy goes, "While I'm alive," 
And Jerry said yes. <laughs> okay. And so it, it sounds like maybe there's some water under the bridge happening, nah, uh, happening here. But uh, but yeah, it Who was knows? apparently pretty – that was the big headline coming out of that game because it was, yeah. uh, I think, Dallas versus the Steelers maybe. And uh, it was yeah. it was pretty uncomfortable in that set. Yeah. Well, on the football front for me, the, the biggest uh, news with – Ohio State football is the fact that um, – and this this probably didn't necessarily reach your radar since you're not a college football guy. Mm-hmm. But so Ohio State has a recruit named uh, Quinn Ewers Ooh. who was the number one rated uh, player for the 2023 uh, class. So not, not – no, tw- this... no, 2022. Sorry, 2022. So next fall. Right. And basically, his rating by the recruiting services is essentially equivalent to Trevor Lawrence. And like basically, the word on the street is like this is a can't-miss NFL guy. He is Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, because of the change in the uh, name, image, likeness rules, he decided to – because of where his academic status was at, he decided – to enroll at Ohio State this fall. So to enroll a year early to reclassify as this current year, as a 2021. Okay. Because he can take, he has like one English credit remaining to finish his high school, mm-hmm. or maybe he finished it over the summer. Like basically, he was able to, he was planning on enrolling in January, was able to get it so he could enroll in this fall. And his, his motivation for this was, so he could start making money from his name, image, and likeness, which he couldn't have done as a high school senior in Texas. Wow. So he is the highest rated recruit that's ever been to Ohio State, ever, Whoa. which is saying something. Mm-hmm. But it's totally thrown the quarterback race into chaos because they have three other guys that are competing for the job right now. And now you bring in the highest rated recruit in in program history, essentially. Now, he hasn't had any of the, the spring or the summer stuff. Sure. So it's – he's not going to start game one. But there's you know all this drama now like could he start middle of the season? Sure, yeah. And what does that do to the quarterback race and that sort of thing? But it's fascinating to see it's all driven by he could enroll and start making money off of his name, image, and likeness right away. And there was talk that he could make upwards of close to a million dollars. He hasn't even thrown a pass. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me he decided to transfer to a state where he could make more money. No. Okay. No. But, I mean, if you're Ohio State, what do you say? It's not ideal to have him enroll now because it messes up the quarterback, the three they got. Oh, yeah. Like it messes oh, up. Oh, yeah. But you can't say, sorry, don't come this year. He's just like, fine, I'll go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But Ohio State's going to lose at least. So now of the four quarterbacks in that room right now, you've got two true freshmen and two um, redshirt freshmen. They're going to lose at least two of those before it's yeah. all said and done. Two yeah. of them are going to transfer out. Yeah, it only makes sense. But just funny to see how that's all – how the name, image, likeness stuff. It is the wild, wild west stuff. It is, yeah. It's – it's a br- and you've got all this conference realignment. Did we talk about that? We just started talking about Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. Yeah, and now they're they're in what 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 year does it start? I think 
2025, but there's no way it's going to last that long. Mm -hmm. There's no way. Money will be exchanged. They'll be gone. And by the fall of 2023 is my guess, they'll Hmm. be playing in the SEC. So So the farewell Big 12. Yeah. It's it's all over but the crying. Yeah. So there's talk that Kansas is close to joining the Big 10 now, which is is actually- Which Kansas? Jayhawks? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great for basketball. Not for football. No, no, no. They're, no. they're atrocious in yeah. football. So in any case, I think that kind of covers where we're at in the sports, don't you? I think so. Yeah. I think we're good here. So what's our main topic for today, John? Um, well, uh, we're talking humility, Doc. Why are we doing that? I have no idea. It was your <laughs> idea. <laughs> You're right. It is my idea. But um, I mean – I. <laughs> Here's why I wanted to talk about okay, it. Okay, okay. I mean, besides it just being a, a good topic. It's a good topic, yeah. You and I have both been eagerly consuming the rise and fall of Mars Hill podcast. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, just the the fascinating train wreck that Mark Driscoll was and still and is. And still is, yeah. 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 And it just – one of the things that has struck me as a result of that podcast is – how important and valuable it is for leaders to be humble mm-hmm. and to act humble as well. And so I thought it would be good for us to talk a little bit about humility because I do think there are some uh, – I think there are some misconceptions about sure. humility. And it does run counter to to our cultural drift I think in terms of – especially if you're in the social media world mm-hmm. of – Promote yourself, build a platform, build a brand, build a brand, yeah. all those sorts of things. And um, I think what the Bible has to say about humility is a necessary correction to some of those things. So that's why I wanted to talk about okay. it. Okay. Can, can we, on the Mark Driscoll stuff, did you listen to the most recent branding episode, right? Yeah. Aqua Fantasy? <laughs> I had to go Google that uh, to see, like, what is this place? Yeah. It's beautiful. Well, yeah, it's – I mean, you might – you, you got to describe it at least briefly then. I mean, it is uh, a resort. I think it's safe to say five-star. And they have – from the website, it looks like they have five or six of them around – sounds like the uh, Turkey um, seems to be where they're located. One in Ephesus, which I assume is the one they yeah. were at. Um, and basically, it's like resort slash um, water park slash beachfront <laughs> private – Cabana sort sorts of things, okay. where like you get a you get a gazebo and you have your own portion of the uh, the sea right there for you, and then yeah. you have your own pool behind your gazebo, you know, yeah. and people are bringing you stuff, and you yeah. know, it's it's all very uh, <laughs> very nice, and then forcing you know, and that's one thing to stay there, you know, that's if you've saved your pennies and and done this. Sure. Uh, It's another thing for you and your family to go there and send your whole team to like a (laughs) flea-ridden motel across town. Yeah, totally. Totally. So anyway. Anyway. So let's let's talk a little uh, humility here. Um, What do you think are some misconceptions? Because I do think they're out there in terms of people maybe misunderstand what humility is. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I think, I think a misconception, and I think it's impossible to talk about humility without talking about pride as well. Sure. 
um, I think those, those things uh, are, are kind of kind of polar opposites, right? They they go hand in hand. Um, but uh, some some misconceptions. I, I think one uh, that I naturally think of is that humility is being down on yourself, just being like, "I'm no good at this. I'm a, I'm I'm just nobody." Sort of doing this thing. Mm-hmm. It, I see that as a misconception of humility, a misunderstanding of it. Would Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's probably the most common misconception about humility is that it is just a constant um, running yourself down kind mm-hmm. of thing of like not uh, – it's almost as if there's this fear of if I, if I acknowledge that I might actually be a little bit good at something, that that's being prideful mm-hmm. and it's not. Um, you know, so you feel like I just have to constantly talk myself down and talk myself down and be like, I'm, I'm worthless. I'm nothing. I'm, you know, I can't do anything. Um, and that is not a biblical view of humility. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it, it's just as, and you can push back on this if you like, it's just as self-centered as, uh, the guy who's like, I'm awesome. I'm great. You know, it's just a, a, uh. I'm not good version of that, you know. Sure. Um, it's it's the same the same thing, but but destroyed by failure or uh, yeah. It still remains a such a such an emphasis on self mm-hmm. that it is actually um, ironically can be thought of as a it is a version of pride actually mm-hmm. because it's still very self oriented, still very self focused. Um, you've got another misconception here down on the uh, on the rundown here. Ends justify the means. What what do you mean by that? Yeah, um, I know I was given over to this thinking. I think there may be some of this thinking even in somebody like a Mark Driscoll, where oh, but I'm doing so much good, therefore my pride, you know, it cancels out my pride, so to speak. Mm-hmm. The the ends of what we're, we're qualifying for justify uh, some, of, some, of the, some of the means that are taking place. Okay. Um, and, and maybe that's not a misconception about humility, but uh, I think it does happen. And it is a rationalization. I think at times we've all made, um, if we're being honest with ourselves, like, well, the good I'm doing is okay, be- or the, the pride I have right now is okay because X, Y, Z. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think that's I think that's dangerous. I, I think yeah. uh, there's a potential slippery slope there. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, I think, for from my perspective, a a starting point for a a good understanding of what humility is, and I think I've sort of loosely borrowed this wording from C.J. Mahaney's book on humility. Okay. If I, I so I, I don't know if this is exact wording, but. It's, it's We're all close. about the paraphrase here. Uh, well, I just want to make sure that uh, I'm, I'm appropriately <laughs> citing my sources here. But uh, it's something along the lines of viewing ourselves exactly as God mm-hmm. views us, which understood that way still allows for I'm an image bearer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I've been created with value and dignity and uh, and those sorts of things. So I'm not worthless. I'm not sure. nothing. Yeah. But I'm also not God. <laughs> <laughs> and and so when you when you put it in that perspective of viewing yourself exactly as God views you, that helps I think 
give you a, a proper sense of, well, any abilities and talents that I have or any accomplishments are a byproduct of something that God has given me or mm-hmm. God has enabled me to do. So for me to get all full of myself as if this came from me apart from God is foolish mm-hmm. and silly ultimately. Yeah. It, and there is a difference between being prideful, being being all about yourself, and being proud of an accomplishment, right? Right. There, there, I, I think you would agree that there, there's a place to be like, my goodness, I worked hard and I accomplished – you know, a degree or or mm-hmm. I accomplished this thing. There's a place for that. Yes. Um, without being uh, sinful. I agree. I agree. So it's, yeah, it's not like we can't ever uh, find some enjoyment or satisfaction yeah. out of, I did this, I worked hard, I put in the effort, here's the result. Yeah. This, this was a good thing. This is mm-hmm. This is something that it's okay for me to take enjoyment from. Of course, because we're all by nature sinful human beings, that easily gets twisted and warped. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a couple well, – one one resource. You mentioned C.J. Mahaney's uh, book on humility. Um, another resource is a chapter of Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis uh, called the uh, – I believe The Great Sin. And he talks about pride and, and – uh, humility, it's uh, it's opposite. So mm-hmm. uh, that was that's a really helpful resource. If you've never read Mere Christianity, it is excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a wonderful read. Yeah, so I think um, there's a lot more we can say here. I, I'd like to to hit on some key biblical texts that that help us see to some degree maybe what humility is and why it matters. Uh, we won't necessarily read all of these, but actually I wanted to start with one that uh, is uh, maybe not always brought into the discussion, but I think it can be helpful is Numbers 12.3, which is basically a parenthetical aside that notes that Moses was the most humble man on the earth, which is an interesting comment to me. Hmm. Yeah. Because it's not like Moses was just this like, um, you know, quiet, kind of passive person, which I think, again, that can be associated with humility of, well, to be humble is to be quiet and to be, uh, you know, submissive or passive and not take action, not assert yourself in any way. And, you know, here you have Moses, who was the leader of God's people, very active, took initiative, um, was uh, you know front and center in front of God's people, and yet the most humble man. Mm-hmm. So I, I like to bring that to bear just because I think sometimes our cultural perspective on what humility looks like is something that people are like, oh, that means you're kind of a quiet, passive person and that doesn't describe Moses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Moses, the leader of God's people. Moses, the paradigmatic prophet mm-hmm. of the Old Testament. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. Um, yeah. No, that's uh, – uh, the ESV uses the word meek uh, yeah. to describe him there. That's, mm-hmm. uh, that's, a, that's a great word. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, there, there are a lot of texts that we can, we can go to. Um, you know, one worth considering, I think – 
reflecting on a little bit is Proverbs 3, in part because it shows up in uh, in the New Testament a couple times, or at least there are allusions to it. So Proverbs 3, uh, verse 34, uh, toward the scorners, he is scornful, but to the humble, he gives favor. And so you see that that language picked up in places like James uh, chapter 4 and uh, in 1 Peter chapter 5. I'll, I'll go ahead and, and hit up James. You want to get First uh, Peter ready for us there? Yeah. Even they're similar. I think they make different, slightly different points. So in, in James – Four, you have um, verse six, uh, God gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And I've always just been struck by that language of God opposes the proud but gives grace hmm. to the humble. And you just find yourself thinking, do I really want to put myself in a position <laughs> where God opposes me? Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. You got that First uh, Peter text? Yeah, First Peter 5, uh, uh, 6 to 9. Uh, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, uh, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Uh, Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him, uh, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kind of suffering are, are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. What I think is interesting about that particular text is it's in the context of Peter's admonitions to leaders, Hmm. elders in the church, that elders should be humble people. And I'm struck by the fact that in both that James passage and in that first Peter passage, that humility is brought up in the context of resisting yeah. the devil. I was about to bring that up. Yeah, both <laughs> both passages bring up uh, resisting uh, the devil. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. and isn't it – I find this in some ways fascinating. And again, we, we both kind of have the, the Mars Hill podcast on the brain because <laughs> so everything kind of bounces off that at some level, yeah. doesn't it? But, you know, the, the, the vision that Driscoll tried to paint of this sort of uh, – this version of masculinity – of tough, macho, you know, kind of, kind of old school football coach. I'm going to fire you up to run through a brick wall kind of mentality. Seems to be the exact opposite of what this text is mm-hmm. pushing towards. That the 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 strategy for fighting the devil is not. Yeah, I'm gonna kick his rear end, like you know, to fire yourself oh, you up. Need, like Mark Driscoll would not have said I know, rear exactly. end. Yes, yeah, well, yes. I don't have the the, the little button that, that bleeps out yeah. the uh, expletives. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I think sometimes guys can take that sort of cultural uh, view and be like, "Yeah, let's go take on." You know, it's like the path to to defeating the work of Satan in your life is. Humility, mm-hmm. you know, 
a, a, a recognition of on my own, I can't. On my own, he's going to kick my rear end. Yeah. But if I submit myself to God, I have Jesus, you know, strength and his spirit f- fighting on my behalf. Mm-hmm. And just just thinking about that marking a spiritual leader, that, that sense of humility. And um, my wife and I were reflecting on this and she made the interesting point of, you know, we, we are people who, who very much uh, value doctrine. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm not in any way downplaying doctrine. But I think part of what that podcast has helped us more firmly crystallize is the, the gift and the necessity of humble leadership. And just how thankful we are that at the church that we are members, mm-hmm. you and I, my wife, obviously, that we have a humble shepherd, not a self-promoting, not someone interested in building a brand or a platform or anything like that, but humbly caring for the flock, feeding the flock. And um, that doesn't mean he's not bold. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I think we we – Pair those two as absolutely. Well, you yeah. can be humble or you can be bold. No, actually, you can be both. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I just I think those passages struck me in thinking about this topic because they specifically connect with the issue of leadership and also resisting the the schemes of the devil. Absolutely, no, that's a good word. Um, We've mentioned a couple resources, Doc. Do we, do we want to reiterate them here before we move on to our athlete or anything anything else to say on the topic before we – I want to hit um, briefly – I'll mention in passing Philippians 2. Yeah, I was kind of waiting for you to go to Philippians 2 and you just I mean, kept not going there. I, 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 read the commentary. Go buy yeah. the commentary. <laughs> read the section. I, I'm in print on that. So does that sound – that probably doesn't sound very humble, does it? Yeah. Read the commentary. <laughs> Read my public works. <laughs> exactly. As I'm talking about humility, <laughs> as I flex about the fact that I've written a commentary on, on Philippians there. Uh, there you go. Anyway, um, but in that text, I will just note that in, in Philippians 2, uh, that in hum- that humility is supposed to characterize us because it – it, it was a defining characteristic of Christ himself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but I want to actually probably end our discussion on this with with uh, Isaiah 66, 1 through 2. I go back to this passage pretty regularly when it comes to uh, the, the subject of, of humility. Uh, Isaiah 66, 1, thus says the Lord, heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. What is the house that you would build for me and what is the place of my rest? All these things my hand has made, and so all these things came to be, declares the Lord. But this is the one to whom I will look, he who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. That verse, that that section always just Mm. resonates with me of I want to be someone who God looks to, who sets his favor upon, Mm. that he – looks favorably upon me and that I want to be someone who trembles at his word, who takes it seriously, who internalizes it. And um, I think that's a that's just one of those texts I keep coming back to in terms of trying to provoke and remind uh, – provoke humility and remind myself of the value of it. Yeah. No, that's a good word. So um, 
we've mentioned a couple of resources already, uh, so I don't know. Yeah, let's uh, let me just say them again, sure. and then we'll then we'll move on to our athlete. Uh, C.J. Mahaney wrote a book called Humility. Um, that that's out there. Uh, you have True Greatness on here. Um, is that is that the subtitle? That's the that, subtitle. Is it okay? Yeah, um, that's wonderful. Uh, and then C.S. Lewis, Mere Christianity. I would I would of course recommend that book. There's a chapter in there called The Great Sin, where he talks about pride and humility. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's uh, that's very very good as well. So. Uh, Doc, we ready to move on to athlete? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, so we're at episode, what is this, 84? Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of options. Yeah. I mean, we're in the wide receiver world here. Yeah. So, uh Okay. Uh, let, let's begin. Uh, Randy Moss. Yes. So wide receiver from 98 to 2012. Um, probably best known for his time with the Vikings. He, he, he did spend a... One or two years in in New England with Tom Brady. Yeah, he was on their 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 uh, Super Bowl losing team. The team went nineteen and one. Yep, and the one was the Super Bowl. Yep, <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, just a huge personality. Yes, yes. Although, um, and then had some time with the Raiders that I I don't think mm-hmm. went very well. Uh, but I think became a. Understood his role guy in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, because he had some time with San Francisco there as well. I remember seeing him in college. He went to Marshall. Marshall. So yeah. at the time, Marshall was not even a uh, 1A school. It was uh, the next notch down, which is like the, the which was the playoff division before the big boys went to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But he like he clearly belonged at a top level D one school, but he had some uh, off the field issues. Like he was supposed to go to uh, Florida State, maybe even Notre Dame was in on the recruiting of him, hmm. and they didn't want. Eventually, they figured out, yeah, he's a little too much in terms of off the field stuff. So he was a man among boys. And who 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 was throwing him touchdowns at Marshall? That'd be your boy Char- uh, Chad Pennington. Chadwick Pennington. <laughs> That's right. So, um yeah, and he's now been a commentator for ESPN for And I, I'll say this, I did not like him as a player. Okay. I really enjoy him as a commentator. I I do think he's fun. Okay. All right, next athlete. Uh Shannon Sharp. Okay. Shannon Sharp. Uh Broncos uh and the Ravens from from 1990 to 2003. Yeah, Hall of Famer, and someone who probably now is as well known for being a sports media personality. I think so. Uh, he's on Fox Sports One, um, and that's certainly lesser known than ESPN. Sure, but uh, but yeah, he he has a famous show on there and has made some headlines in the last year. Yeah, calling up athletes in the middle of his show and. Oh, that's right. And breaking news stories he shouldn't be breaking. Yeah. 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 He's the – well, I mean he's the – he's opposite of Skip Bayless on that show who's – Which means you just lose all credibility. Yeah, yeah. totally. Next one. Um, Sterling Sharp, uh, his father, correct? Brother. Brother. Excuse me. Uh, 88 to – oh, 88 to 94, absolutely. Um, wide receiver was a, was a very good player. Yeah, had his career cut short. It's only a six or seven year career there. Played uh, by a neck injury. Still made the Hall of Fame. Was one of Brett Favre's uh, favorite targets. All right, uh, Andre Reed uh, was the Bills' wide receiver. Familiar with him? 
Uh, a he, little bit, yes. I mean, he was part of that Bills team in the 90s that made four Super Bowls and lost them all. Yes, Terrific I remember him ever. towards the end. Um, 98 is pretty much when I, the first football season we're getting into that I was paying attention. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then basketball, Chris Weber. Yeah, not my favorite player. Uh, War 84, forget briefly for one year maybe. I, I remember him most in terms of his NBA career for being on that Kings team that – Probably should have beaten the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. That mm-hmm. had Paige Stoyakovich. It had um, uh, Jason Williams, the point mm-hmm. guard. Uh, that was just a, a fun, fun team to watch mm-hmm. and should have beat the Lakers probably that year. And then our Ohio State entry here, uh, Bob Brudzinski, a defensive end from 73 to 76, All-American, first-round draft pick, and most notably a member of the National Polish-American Sports Hall of Fame. Of course. Well, you know, that's an elite status there. I mean, that, that's something that— That's ne- a rare club. Ne- neither of us could ever aspire. I to. hear instead of like a, a suit jacket for getting in there, you just get a string of sausages. <laughs> uh, send your critical comments to at Sloat, <laughs> no, at John underscore Sloat. There it is on Twitter. Right okay. All right. So who 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 do you like? Um, I like Randy Moss. Yep, I agree. Okay. Wow. That was wow. pretty simple. That was I mean, that was way easier than I thought it would be. Well, he also had that memorable when he played for the Vikings when he scored the touchdown against Green Bay. Was it in the playoffs? Where he he acted like he like he took acted like like he was taking oh, he his was, pants down yeah, and, and yeah. taking a uh, he mooned him. Yeah. He mooned him. Uh, his favorite play of mine is when he was with the Vikings and he had a comeback route and he caught the ball and was being tackled and impromptu threw it over his shoulder to a teammate who was behind him who ran it for a touchdown. Okay. My favorite Randy Moss play. <laughs> he was virtually unguardable in his prime. Yeah. All right. One thing you liked. Uh, the, so my wife and I just got back from St. Augustine, which was my one thing I liked last week. Uh, more specifically this week in St. Augustine, there is a uh, frozen ice truck uh, that is there that we found that was amazing. Um, first of all, they give you like – I know the listeners can't see my hands, but <laughs> – This is a an oral uh, medium. Yes, yes. Uh, it is massive, okay. the amount of frozen ice. And I got a root beer float flavored. They put soft serve ice cream at the bottom put root beer flavor uh, uh, frozen ice on top and then covered it in sweetened condensed milk. Okay. Delicious. Okay. Amazing. Hmm. Other than like the seven brain freezes I got in the midst of eating it, it was fantastic. Yes. And how about yourself? Yes. So uh, continuing with the theme from the previous episode, we had um, good friends of ours, uh, Rich and Lori. Friends from college. Oh, yes. He is a, uh, a professor at, at at Spring Arbor up in the, the, the state up north. Mm-hmm. Was the best man at my wedding. So we go way back and um, we see him like once a year. Every summer we get together and just had a, a great time hanging out with them. We actually went out on the Grace Boat. Have you been out on the Grace wow. Boat? No, I've never been on the Grace Boat. Okay. That was my first time out there. Really? Had a student who was our who, who drove us around. Which you know it could feel a little risky putting your your any uh, you know your life in the hands of depends on the students. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And he did a great job driving us around, and uh, you know we we didn't opt for the, like the tubing or skiing option. We just wanted to you know take a nice little pleasant stroll, you know sure. stroll cruise cruise is the term cruise for, yeah on, on, on the lake. 
And then, you know, so he kind of did, did a lap. And then he's like, you guys want to go fast? Uh, sure. So got a little aggressive with it, which was fun. Yeah. Evening stroll? Afternoon? Evening. Okay. Evening. Like, like 630. Even, so, evening on the lake is nice. It's yeah. lovely. It, it is still out there. Yeah. Absolutely lovely. So, yeah. So shout out to him. And uh, for those who didn't know, Grace College has a boat. A couple. Two, yeah. Donated. We donated should, We just trust they were both yes. donated, not not purchased with institutional. Signs funds. are looking up. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. That's one way of thinking about it. What an episode. So we've talked some uh, some Olympics, some uh, the Mets troubles. We've talked some football. We've talked about humility and how I'm not humble. Um, <laughs> we've talked Randy Moss, who was definitely not humble. Definitely not humble. <laughs> definitely not humble. <laughs> Uh, we've talked some. Uh, did you call it f- like shaved ice? What? 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 Uh, it's, uh, it's frozen ice. Frozen ice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is there any other kind? Is I don't that- think so. But that's how they phrased it. <laughs> okay. And I can't remember the specific name of the truck. Okay. It was Mr. Morgan's, maybe. I. I, I don't. Not know. Captain Morgan. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, that would be not not Pod. No, uh, it not would Pod not. Kosher. Yeah. Oh, we better wrap this up before we yep. say something that we will regret even more. So. Um. I think we have covered our various and sundry topics. You ready to call mission accomplished? I, uh, yes. <laughs> Mercifully so. All right. All that's left to say then is until next time, the Lord bless y'all real good. Later. Later.